I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and a few other things that happen along the way. Like the hormones. Yeah, that, that happens when you're talking about these things. And the doctor that gives you the hormones. The endocrinologist. Yes, that's the one. I go see him about every 13 months because by the time I remember to schedule, he's another month farther out than <laughs> yes. Then I had planned, but it's not really a concern. Right. If there was something going on, that would be different. And by something going on, I mean, if there was a problem happening that I needed solved. You would be able to see him sooner, but you don't. I, I don't know that, but I would have to try. Yes. That's, my, that's what I do know. Thankfully... <laughs> We don't have any additional problems happening. Not that we know of. So you just needed to go in for your annual... Please give me my script of testosterone. Thank you. That's and about so, it. And some needles too, please. And you had it scheduled for first thing in the morning so you could go before work. Yes, because last year when I went, I was also supposed to leave and go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I don't even remember what time I went last time. It, it might have been a different time of day. Uh-huh. It must have been because he was stuck with somebody that he was problem solving with. And I was waiting longer than I waited this time. I think I was there like two hours or something total by the time I got out. A year ago. Yeah. And I was late, being late for the dentist. Right. Again. Because I say again, because that was, you know, Mm -hmm. happening. Yeah. Because these are things, the dentist happens every six-ish months. The endocrinologist happens every 12-ish months. And so it just so happens that they tend to line up. Yeah, apparently. And? So my idea was take an early morning appointment. You'll be first. (laughs) Eventually, you'll be first. I don't know. Were you actually first? or? I, I have no idea. There was nobody else in the waiting room. There was nobody else back there that I could hear, except the people who sit at the desk. Right. And, you know, they had me fill out the papers because it's been a year. Uh Uh-huh. And give them my insurance card. Uh Uh-huh. Again, because it's, you know, ever so slightly different. And weigh you Mm -hmm. and then put you in a room and say, the doctor will be right there. (laughs) And so you didn't have long in the waiting room, but you did have long in the, 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 consultation room in the in the office in the what, what do you call that room i can't think of the word for it there's got to be a word for it there is a word and you will think of it and i will probably not <laughs> the question is will i think of it while we're still recording <laughs> we won't know until it happens <laughs> god so, so so and that's the thing like okay 7 45 in the morning okay after i was you know i get there and i have to go up there because it's at the university get a paper to go put in my window saying i'm in this clinic in so this that building. they don't because it ticket could, you for- it's an odd place because you know being out here in the middle of nowhere right. they just put things wherever they can fit them and yeah. so endocrinology is in your i don't know mm-hmm. some other building and put that in the window and go back up and wait not long, you know, give them the papers, go back. And then um, after a while, I thought, did I get here before the doctor? Like, is he not here? And I'm waiting for him to decide to show up or something hmm. because nothing's happening. That's a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. It's a problem for the waiting. And it's a problem that I turned off the phone because I thought I was seeing a doctor. And don't turn off the phone until they actually come into the room. They said he'd be right in. And then I... They lie. I missed the phone call from the boys 
new psychiatry office, and oh, for I fuck's still sake. haven't been able to reach them back. Oh. So my bad. I should have left the phone on till he came in the room. I thought it was your psychiatry office that had called. That's why oh, I no, was no. just kind of like, oh, bummer. But no, if it's the boys' psych office, it's a that's new one. A new one that's oh. trying to schedule an appointment with me. They called Thursday. Oh. I called them back Thursday. I called them back Friday. I called them back today, Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're another four days mm. into scheduling. We're right. probably like three months later. Right. But whatever. So anyway. That's uh, so all I can do. You're, um, you turn off the phone. You're sitting in this Yeah. Room. So then I go get my phone and, Examination you Examination know, room. Yeah, I think so. You thought of it. I didn't think it would take that long. It didn't seem like, it doesn't seem like it. that's the name because I'm just going for a consult. Right. Or a, but no, and I'm sure that's Follow not the proper up. room. But anyway, continue. <laughs> um, so, you know, I can look at work email. I can look at other me email. I can look at the Twitters because... Because you're sitting in the examination room waiting. Yes, and waiting and waiting and waiting. How long did you wait once they took you back? Oh, no. Once I... T- oh, yeah. What you said. Um, about an hour to an hour and five or ten minutes because I was starting to... Little over an hour. Not want to look at the time anymore. Oh. <laughs> um, in comes his resident. His I'm following you around today. Resident, but not him. Not him. Not the endocrinologist, but the endocrinology resident who is serving with him. Yes. Okay. And to me, it was almost amusing because I had thought about because it's a university, this often happens, and when it happens, the resident who's following the doctor around seems to be lost in the endocrinology department. <laughs> They have found their way there. This happened they're not sure why. to you like some years ago when you were first seeing your first proper endocrinologist, not the one at the Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Gender Clinic. Right. That she had a resident as well. Right. And, and because almost all of the doctors in our, you know. There's only two of them. Yeah. She's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's her replacement. So That's the way it all goes. of the endocrinology all residents two of them. at the university. No, no. I don't think she was an endocrinology resident. I see her and I think, oh boy, here we go. The last time you saw a resident with the other doctor, they asked a whole bunch of transition-related, not hormone-related questions. Things that were not necessarily pertinent to endocrinology. Yes, and it's if they get sent in by themselves. I mean, I understand as a a doctor in residence, you would hopefully be a curious person. Yes. But I am not your Google. No. I am not your medical textbook. And so having had that experience when the resident comes in this time without the doctor, you're expecting... Stupidity. I'm sorry. Ignorance. And what did you get? Stupidity. Ignorance. I'm sorry. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So she... So she came in and apparently he had gone over the chart and said, make sure you ask about this because last time I saw him, I did ask him about referrals to surgeons for lower surgery Mm -hmm. because I was interested in getting consultations. Right. Just because it's a thing I could do. Right. So she comes in and what do you think you'd say? Like, you know, she introduces herself. I'm, Hi, I'm, my name is, you are, how are you doing today? Right. And is there anything I can help you with? Looks like these are your lab results. Yeah. Not, that's what I would expect. Not somebody who sits down with their piece of paper, they just fold it in half and asks you if you did anything about the lower surgery. What? Yeah, I'm just looking at her like, I'm fine. How are you? (laughs) 
She didn't even ask how you were doing or. I, I was really surprised. I'm like, I, what? I, here, here's, and this is what I, you know, I think. I think her brain got stuck there. Okay. You know, this is a, oh, I've never dealt with this. Yeah. And her brain got stuck there on the way in. No, I understand it's a follow-up question from the year before. And but I can th- even understand, like, if you had had an oophorectomy or a full hysterectomy as part of your lower surgery, that that might affect, you know, you don't have anything creating any of your own hormones now, and that might affect the way that we need to prescribe your hormones. But you don't lead with that. No, usually you try an approach like, you know, once you get to that part, after the how you're doing, you know, is there anything you wanted to talk about, anything you wanted to mention to the doctor, any concerns, that kind of thing. Um, and what, just like the dentist asks me, any surgeries since we last saw you? Yes. How about that question? That's mm-hmm. more general. Mm-hmm. Not no. the practically how big is your dick question, you know? Oh, my God. I, I'm, I was just looking at her like... Okay. <laughs> right. I And I understood that. I thought, okay, I can see how this would relate to her. It's just the, you need to get your bedside manner in order. Right. You know? Ugh. So I just, I said to her, you know, I've decided I'm not very good at surgery. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not ready to try to take a risk with that. I had a colon surgery and I, it took a really long time to recover. So I'm, I'm putting it on hold. Mm-hmm. And somehow we got on gender type things because I thought, okay, you want to go there? Let me, let me tell you something. You were going to steer her in a more socially appropriate direction. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because she was clearly not going to let gender drop. No. And I could tell, not just from the questions, but, you know, body language, you know, that this is all about her trying to figure this out. And it's none of her business outside of the medical part of it. Yeah, basically. I mean, all of the other aspects surrounding it have long since been vouched for by those appropriate professionals. Right. So all she needs to do is get your hormones in order and be done. Well, what I what I usually would do with somebody like that is just kind of shut down and give them a cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. But I thought, no, no, you want to go there? Okay, I'll, I'll take you there. Okay. Let, let me talk to you about gender. Please do. And how different you can be treated mm-hmm. and seen. Yes. And how bizarre that is to me. Yes. And so the day before, I had had this situation, and I had had it some the night before too, with the same group. Group of colleagues and extended collegial acquaintances. Yes. So I had to meet a social worker at the hospital for a kid who was committed for treatment, Mm -hmm. mental health treatment. And the the night before that, I Mm -hmm. had... We had passed the deadline to get the um, the paperwork paperwork for the lawyer, you know, declaration mm-hmm. affidavit, and I was trying to hunt it down. And so when I called the hospital, the person at the desk would send me to somebody's voicemail or somewhere else, and then somewhere else again. And eventually, I got this guy who was a floor manager in some section that was supposedly mm-hmm. where I was looking for stuff from. Right. And he didn't know what to do, but. Hold on, let me express my complete and utter shock. 
right. that the dude didn't know what he was doing. It doesn't matter. He's it, Yeah, he doesn't care, and nobody else does either, probably. Mm-hmm. But because I'm also a dude, he, he went and tried to figure it out. Mm-hmm. He went and got somebody else. Okay. And the somebody else who was there was a woman who's in charge of the people I usually deal with. Right. The case managers I usually deal with to get this paperwork from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can hear it in in her voice. She's having nothing to do with me. Right. She's ready to go home, and this is my problem, and she really doesn't care. And this is something that you've come up on not infrequently, where some woman who has worked her ass off to achieve some position of influence- A doctor. Has been mansplained to left, right, and center, and is all done with people who sound like you. Yes. And she doesn't care what I'm saying. And I can tell. And I'm trying to convince her because I've been told by my supervisor to do it. And mm-hmm. I'll do the thing. And the person will or won't do the thing that I've told them to do. And I will say they won't. Mm-hmm. So that person who's in charge of the people I deal with didn't know what I was talking about at all and wasn't having any of it and didn't care. And she was going home shortly. So if I was calling back, I better do it quickly. Mm-hmm. But very dismissive. And and I know what's going on. I understand why. But it's just not helpful. Right. And it's a it's a binary problem that I see all the binary people, you know, right. making worse all the time. Oh, yeah. The men and the women making each other angry Just, mm-hmm. and then yeah. getting tired of dealing with each other. Yep. So I didn't get the thing. And the plan was to meet this social worker at the hospital in the morning. Yes. And I got there and the social worker wasn't there yet. So I went to the desk and I said what we were there for. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I was there and I was waiting for the social worker, but what I was there for. And if I talk to that person on the phone, she's not too bad. Mm-hmm. But it, in person, because, you know, it's our town. So it's the same person all the time time. Mm-hmm. In person, she's like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just a face you're making like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, I'll wait for the lady to get here to deal with you because, because I'm wasting my breath. social worker will have some modicum of respect and not look like all the people who have talked down to you for the past decade and a half. Or more. Yes. Your whole life, probably. Yes. So the social worker got there, and she's a, a nervous Nelly, especially with the situation we're dealing with. It's very unfamiliar to her, etc. So she wants me to reassure her. So, so now my job is to reassure you. <laughs> Let me tell you, woman, that you can do the thing and remind you of the way to do it, and then you will go do the thing and they will respect you way more than they ever respected me. Yes, exactly. So I'm telling her this, and she said, well, it's good because last night my supervisor called the hospital and talked to admin, and I thought, oh, good. Because this is the get things done woman. Her supervisor means business and there's no nonsense. And you'll do it her way or you'll do it her way. And, and that's not it. only that, but she speaks the woman language of the other girl bosses. Yes. And so the other girl bosses respect other girl bosses and they do what the other girl boss wants, even though the girl boss's underling told them to do the exact same damn thing, but sounded like a man, so they weren't going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I say to her, okay, great. That's perfect. 
So what I need you to do is go over to the desk and tell them you're going to have to sign in and tell them that we're here to see them and they're expecting us. Mm-hmm. Dr. So-and-so that I talked to last night and her underlings are expecting us. Yes. And she marches over there and she sounds just like her supervisor. You could tell who she was trained by. Mm-hmm. And she's like, here's what we're doing and here's why we're doing it. And we need to do that now. And, and they're like, okay. When you tried to check in, they were like, yeah, whatever. And when she goes to check in, they're yeah. like, yep. Yeah, yeah. Hand wavy to me. Mm-hmm. Which I understand how it got that way. Yes. But it doesn't mean it's productive. It's very frustrating because I'm just trying to do my job. Oh, yeah. I and understand. unfortunately, I know what's going on. The guys I work with, when I have a guy with me, they're clueless. They don't know what's going on at all. And you completely understand how someone could be so frustrated with people who look and sound like you that they're all done with people who look and sound like you and they don't want to listen anymore to people who look and sound like you, nor do they want to do what you say they should do because half the time you're not saying the right thing anyway. Right. Absolutely. And so it's completely reasonable for them to have this attitude and set of responses. Yeah. Even if it's not helpful, it is reasonable. Yes. So here's the next stupid binary thing that happens mm-hmm. is we're waiting and they send the guy out, the guy case manager, okay, to come over and talk to us. And so the social worker and I are standing there and one of us says, okay, you know, we need the papers and we needed them yesterday. And he says, I understand and I know. And the doctor who signs the papers is here and I'm going to go get him now and I'll be back in 10 minutes. Okay. I say, great. He goes. He comes back in 10 minutes or less, and she talks to him, and he answers me. Which is like when we went to the hospital for your mother, you would ask the questions, and the nurse would answer me. Yes. Except now it's a man talking, so the woman asks the questions, and he answers you. Yes. And so you explained all of this situation and all of this binary weirdness to your endocrinology resident. And, and what she, does she have to say about that? Like when you're taking it away from trans tragedy tropes or uh, sensationalized surgeries, and you're talking about actual lived experiences, what did she have to say? She had the look on her face of a woman who doesn't believe what men say and thought what I was saying was probably wrong. <laughs> So, I don't believe you, but let me be the example of what you just said. Yes. The fuck is wrong with this people? It's just some kind of binary problem, I, I think. Well, you're a binary person, but you're but, not a binary not. person. But but see, no, no, no. Because, you're, you're a, because of my transition, I'm not an ordinary binary person, you know? You're not a heteronormative cis person. Right. But your transition was binary. You are a man. Yes, but I haven't lived in the binary world where they've separated themselves so far, they can no longer ever possibly understand each other. Okay, that I grasp. Okay, so that that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, which is why I'm always more comfortable with queers or queer-friendly people, because they're not all freaky like that. It's weird. The cis are not okay. <laughs> We've said it before. Yeah. The, ugh. I, you know... As a, as a person who transitioned, I often have that longing for the life or the body or the whatever I didn't have. Yes. And at the same time, I have this realization what an idiot I'd probably be. Because <laughs> I wouldn't know what else was going on in the world. Right. Thank you for not being that idiot. You're welcome. <laughs> but as long as I look like this, 
People who look like you are going to think, I don't know what I'm saying. Because usually people who look like me are looking at you thinking, why is this woman talking? Yeah, basically. And so the majority of people like you are idiots. And the majority of people like me are so far over the idiots that they're unwilling to or unable to see the ones that aren't. Right. Which was further exemplified when I went in for surgery. Yes. And all the girl doctors and girl nurses, because I was having the girl surgeries, mm-hmm. um, hysteroscopy, polypectomy. Mm-hmm. And so they're going in with a camera and scraping everything down and taking some of it for biopsies. And right. And what are the lady doctors and the lady doctors doing? and the lady nurses? And, and they're all like, we, we have to say lady doctor and lady nurses because we are talking about this particular in, in situation. In this case, they, they are almost all heteronormative, cisnormative, and like everything was very feminizing. Like, here, take the pink robe and the pink hospital socks. The pink ones didn't fit. I needed the blue ones. <laughs> I'm that surprised. No. <laughs> And I didn't know they had pink. The uh, the doctor who I've been seeing, the gynecologist, knows that I'm non-binary and generally doesn't gender my reproductive anatomy. Mm-hmm. She's really good. Her resident. Well, see, I'm telling soon as you, you say that, I've got the look on my face like <laughs> they will not know what they're talking about. Mammed me and missed me like three or four times in the 90 seconds that he came in to introduce himself. Mm-hmm. And he came in to introduce himself because he's going to be in the operating room with my gynecologist. And I don't know why I have a mental block around that word. Wait, maybe I do. He's, you know, hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so. And do do you consent to me being in the room with your doctor while she's doing the surgery? Yes, of course I do. Not a problem. I'm not mm-hmm. precious about my lady bits. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh. And, uh, you know, the anesthesiologist had to laugh because she was like, it's okay, take deep breaths. You know, she's like giving me the the Mm -hmm. shot with the stuff to make me not care anymore before she gives me the gas that will make me go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, don't take little dainty breaths, take nice (laughs) deep breaths. (laughs) They don't know who they're talking to. Um, Right? (laughs) And, uh... Do you somehow look dainty once you're laying down on the gurney thing? Fuck if I know. You're the one who's seen me laying down the most. Do I look dainty? On a gurney, you suddenly look dainty? I don't know. And at the end of it all, you know, as I'm coming out of anesthesia, and you're there getting ready to pick me up, Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to remember any damn thing that they tell me when they're going over post-op notes. Nope. They give me the paper, but then they're like going over it with you. Mm-hmm. And the thing they said was no sex for six weeks. Haha, ha, just kidding. Only two. Vaginal rest for two weeks. You did remember something. Well, I remember this because it stuck in my brain that like, they think that's going to be the thing you care about. I saw you look husband. over at me like, what are they doing? <laughs> yes. And I was only half listening, I have to admit. 
Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's all on papers. And I'm going to go home and take a nap. And then I'm going to read the papers. Yes, you will. And so they're highlighting things. And I'm like, oh, good. They're highlighting it. And it looks like everything they're saying is on the paper. And they're writing extra notes on the paper. So they know what they're saying. And I'll know what they're saying when I wake up and read it. Yes. (laughs) But they're like... When they say vaginal rest and no penetration for two weeks, and they're like looking at you like, because you're a man and I'm a woman and you're my partner, so we must do the PIV and your P is going to be sad if you can't get my V. Right. And I'm like, no. what? It took me a minute to register that because she was looking at you when she said it. I didn't notice her looking at me. And I was like, what, what, what? I was watching you because you had come, you weren't there when I came in mm-hmm. and you had gone off to the restroom. Right. I can't remember coming back from the restroom. And I was and so surprised like, ah. that they just let you go by yourself. Well, I, was I guess you weren't looking dainty. No. <laughs> I think by that point I had even already gotten dressed on my own without their assistance. Yeah. So when you came back, I was sitting there and... I remember that. I was like, hey, look, there's my husband. Yeah. Sitting there and you weren't, you were standing. I was not all there. You were not all there. No, No, you weren't. And and here's how I knew. You were saying nothing. Oh. Nothing. I don't know if you saw this, but there's been kind of a buzz online over the past two or three weeks about like people who think in words and have this constant internal monologue of all the words. And it sounds horrible. Well, here's the thing. Like there are some of us who have lived with that our whole lives and didn't know that there were people like you who didn't have words in their head all the time. And like, sometimes I have no words. Well, and that's the thing. (laughs) Like you think in pictures and concepts and tactiles, you think in all the other senses that are not words. Mm -hmm. And then I try to find the words. And then you have because to you ask me, what am I thinking? Make them into words to express them. And so this is like a thing that's been going on over the past couple of weeks that like these two groups of cognitive processing camps mm-hmm. are realizing that there's a whole other camp. I, I didn't know they didn't know it because the field I work in it we're aware of this. So Well, the field you work in, you're aware of this. And I, as an autistic person who learned how to human by being very academically studious of other people's social interactions, (laughs) was also aware of this. But like, there's these whole groups of people online who are finally realizing that, oh, there's other people who think in words all the time. Or, oh, there's other people who never think in words. Okay, well, that's so probably good. When my brain was recovering from anesthesia, and when we recorded last episode, all that day, I had been very quiet because my internal monologue was very quiet. Like, there were not many thoughts. And so there weren't many words. I could tell. <laughs> if you were had- relaxing. And this is a thing. You were medicated. I was medicated. (laughs) This is a thing like, you know, when I ask you, what are you thinking? And you say nothing. And like, occasionally it is genuinely nothing. But usually it's, you know, some background thought of like, oh, I was looking at the curtain in the way that it's folded. Or I was thinking about the way that my toe is brushing against my sock. Or, you know, something that's not really worth making all the words about. Right. But sometimes it is genuinely nothing. And I think anesthesia was the first time I've ever had that in maybe my entire life. I'm like, no, I'm not thinking about it. What? And then I was thinking about the fact that I wasn't thinking about anything. Well, that's all you could think of, probably. Right. Yeah, you were just, you were standing there, you were ready to go, and you, you would like nod your head and your body at the wrong times <laughs> to whatever she was saying. And... <clears throat> 
And I was like, uh, boy, my wife is really ready to leave now. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was so done with that place. And um, she wasn't quite sure what to do with you because we weren't acting like most of the- Heteronormative? People, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, because <clears throat> when, when you had to be there mm-hmm. at like 12 or something, because they do adult surgeries late compared yeah. to uh, kids- <clears throat> I it was a holiday weekend and I had to stay home with kids because they're off of school on those types of uh-huh. holidays. So I had to drive you there and yeah. drop you off and just be like, "Bye, have your surgery. I'll come back later." Right. <laughs> and most people wouldn't understand that, you know. Right. But I'm like, "Look, dude is okay. I'll get a call later. We're all good. I have to keep the children under control. <laughs> yes, it's very do. important. Yes, I do not do. have to keep my wife under control." <laughs> So, At least not until after the anesthesia. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get you to the car, and I'm thinking, they're going to let you walk? And and I did. I walked. You did walk. <laughs> kind of zigzaggy. I couldn't but... get you to go the right way very easily, but you you could pot a course and then veer off of it, is what you could do. <laughs> I and, was following you. And you were very consistent in your potting was... and veering. I can tell you that. Oh, you so know funny. how... Um, in in the old Peanuts cartoons, like Woodstock would follow behind Snoopy and Snoopy was going in a straight line and Woodstock, you'd see the little dotted line of the ziggy zaggies behind him. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how we were doing. Like you were just walking to the car and I was sort of zigging and zagging behind you. Yeah, I tried to get you next to me, but we would be a hazard in the parking garage. <laughs> And you weren't going in loops, though. No, that's but, but true. But you just, you couldn't quite get where you were going. I couldn't stay and on so a... I, nope. 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 You'd veer I'm off, and then you'd straight. be like, oh. And then you'd head in that direction again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it's it's like you said when we were taping the, uh, the door frames for painting. Yes. You said, I can't get these to go straight. And I said, you'll probably always be bad at straight, dear. So, so just one don't more worry example. about it. I'm bad at straight. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't walk a straight line. I couldn't tape a door frame. I, I can't do monosexual orientations. Yep. So yeah, cis people. I, I'm not I just I'm not trying to bag on them. I'm just like people. It's, look at yourselves, okay? It's so bizarre. That's all. You know, just and take like they a look. think we're the weird ones. Well, not all of them do. Like like queer friendly people that you and I know. Yes. They no, actually these- do have open minds, and when we say things like cis people are being weird, they want to understand that. Like, they realize they do things that they don't know they're doing mm-hmm. because of our culture. Yep. And they want to know and be like, whoa, I was doing that thing, and now that seems really weird to me. Yes. They want to know that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the person who thought she wanted to know, <laughs> <laughs> but she was a resident, so we were wrong. So. Yeah. So is that... Are there any I more wish there was another weird binary things, weird cis people things. I I don't know, but yeah, there's a lot of it, but we don't have time for the <laughs> ongoing commentary. Right. You wish there was another. I wish there was another endocrinologist, not just at university. You could go back to the clinic. There's no endo there. And I feel because of my age and other health problems I've you touched really on that be with the proper. I should be with a proper endo. Yeah. Humbug. And any doctor that, like my primary doctor, would want that wants that too. They don't want to deal with. That's true. Yeah. So anyhow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else? Anything else? I'll just come up with. I have a whole year to come up with really ridiculous things to say to the next intern. Okay. 
There you go. Yes. So is that it for now? I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Can you fetch my water behind you? I can. In case I need a drink of water. Yep. Let me get mine too, real quick, while we're at it. Yep. Oh, my needs are filling. I'm sorry. What? Oh, needs refilling. I knew you didn't say my knees are filling, and so, but you took off like it was important. So I thought (laughs) my knees are not filling. Maybe they are, or maybe it's something else. No, my water needed refilling. Yes, dear. Are we ready? Yep. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. (laughs) I love your face. I'm sorry. It's okay. I made you laugh. It's my fault. (laughs) My laughing made you laugh. It did. It happens that way. Yeah. It does. And this is... Transpantastic. The doctor that gives you the hormones. Yes. I thought we were talking about your surgery today. No. Well, we are, but we're, we're going to talk about all those things. All the things. Okay. Yes. Okay. The endocrinologist. <laughs> <laughs>